Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, Dublin Airport has been in the headlines a lot lately for all the wrong reasons, unfortunately, from security queues and shortage of uh, staff to parking issues. Uh, the list has been very long and very extensive over recent weeks. Well, broadcaster uh, Tina Gates had a different issue uh, this week, though. Uh, Tina joins us on the programme. Tina, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Thank you very much indeed. I'm speaking to you all the way from Agadir in Morocco, and I believe the line isn't great and there's a delay, but we'll struggle through. But we'll struggle through I, is right. <laughs> okay, now, um, Tina, I want you, if you will, uh, to tell us what happened to you uh, on your journey through Dublin Airport as you headed off to Morocco. Sure, okay. Well, I'll be straight up first. I have um, really bad arthritis in my right hip. I'm waiting for a hip operation, and I'm also. Struggling with obesity again in my life. I'm I'm very heavy, and that's perhaps uh, what people see first. Or at least that's what I felt going through the airport this weekend, or on Monday rather. Um, I turned up at uh, departures terminal one and went to the restricted mobility area hours early as requested, mm-hmm. and uh, the seats were all gone. So I I asked one of the office staff to get me a, a seat, and they did. In fairness, they they rolled one out from behind the desk. At which point we started getting warnings that we needed to start walking or that we'd miss our flight. So we kind of all looked aghast and then started saying, what do you mean? And uh, an OCS attendant started pointing at people um, with crutches and basically posed the crowd on our disability and said, well, you obviously can't walk and you obviously can't walk, but those of you that can need to start walking now. So they, they managed to point out people with obvious disabilities and embarrass those who didn't have obvious disabilities. And we were all completely and totally mortified. But, but I will say... So sorry, you, you were in, in the category of somebody that uh, a decision was made, you're, you're capable of walking to the plane? Well, I was not pointed out as being obviously somebody who couldn't walk. So I felt my... And that, that's down on me. That's possibly my sensitivity. But I felt that I was being identified as a fat, lazy person. And that was that was my impression. But as a gay, you know, I say that's me. I took that on myself. And I have to say, I'm not pointing shots at any of the staff or even the people who, you know, were giving those messages because they were doing their very best to deal with an absolutely impossible situation where people apparently were being left without flight. So they were trying to cut through the bedlam. And like, if they said something that was inappropriate, well, that's a training issue. That's a management issue. That's not the staff or the individual. They were all trying their best. But the experience was was really bad. And that was only the start of it. Um, I waited there for an hour and a half because there was no way that I could make it through the airport on foot. And others waited longer. And uh, finally, the attendant turned up with a wheelchair and fair play to them, they wheeled me past everything, past security, but also past the shops, the duty-free, the restaurants, the bars, everything, and deposited me um, in a corridor at the other side of the airport, waiting for the, um, the buggy, which then took me the final three minutes to the gate 
Um, now, on that bogey, I said. So let, let me ask you, Tina. Then, uh, sorry to cut across you. Had yeah. you uh, pre-booked special assistance in the airport? About two months previously, yeah. Okay, so you had previously uh, booked it, and then uh, basically what happened uh, when you arrived at the airport was there was there was nobody there, and then eventually when they were able to help you, it was such a rush uh, you didn't even get to see the airport. It was like a blur. Absolutely. And you know what really concerns me? That's not just Monday. This is the way that special services are actually coped with and presented and managed through Dublin Airport. This is the actual arrangement. You are left sitting in departures until a wheelchair is able to take you to your gate when your flight is called. That's the way that things are handled at Dublin Airport on an ordinary day. What made it more acute on Monday was the fact that we were having these messages thrown in for good measure that we might miss our flight. So we were stressed on top of everything else. But that is, as per usual, the travel arrangement for special assistance persons going through Dublin Airport. Now, compare that with Gatwick Airport, where they have a €2 million departure lounge in the middle of the duty-free shopping area with all the restaurants and all the cafes around, um, you're allowed, you're given a pager and you're allowed to leave that lounge, do your shopping, go back. Your pager calls you when your buggy is ready and you're brought to, you're brought to your air, airplane. And you feel like a proper member of society. But in Dublin Airport, you're sitting in a wheelchair in a corridor waiting for the buggy to bring you up to the, the plane. And it doesn't end there. When you get to the gate, there's supposed to be wheelchairs meeting you to bring you down to the ambulance lift, which is a wonderful piece of kit, which drives over the plane and lifts you up so that you can um, walk onto the plane without navigating the steps. It's an absolutely wonderful piece of kit. But on Monday, as in many occasions, the wheelchairs were not there when we got to the gate. Now, the gate was closed at this stage, so the stakes were high. There was a gentleman there, an elderly gentleman, who asked if he could go to the toilet, obviously embarrassed to ask. Mm-hmm. He asked twice and was told no, and my heart just bled for him. Again, I couldn't blame staff because they were trying to get us onto the flight, and they really clearly felt that if he went to the toilet, he wasn't going to get on the flight. But to tell an elderly man in public that he can't go to the toilet, I mean, how bad are we? That's you fairly know, humiliating, how- Irish, yeah, it is. Um, let me ask you then, Tina, um, for, for somebody like you, to, uh, how difficult is it, without assistance, well, to get from the well, front I'll- door of Dublin Airport to uh, the gate of your plane? Well, I'll take it from the gate, if I may, because the wheelchair didn't appear. So I was then asked if I could make it to the plane on foot. Now, um, that meant waiting for the lift, going down in the lift and walking perhaps 200 metres, which doesn't sound much. And I mean, in previous times, I took part in triathlons and I climbed mountains and I swam lakes. And the idea that 200 metres now feels like my Everest will perhaps give some indication of what a struggle lay ahead of me. So I said, no, I'll go for it. And I was there with my 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 stick. My hip is so painful that every time I put weight on my right leg, it's like I'm being stabbed. 
So every step for me at the moment is is painful. But I started walking down the lift, outside, across the road, and started walking across the tarmac to the plane, at which point um, two members of staff came towards me to meet me and the, the other people that were coming behind me. And uh, one of them said, you have to climb the steps. And I, I looked ahead at the ambulance and I said, why? And he started to laugh because he was actually only joking. And I looked at him and I said, if I wasn't in so much pain, I'd laugh with you. But I just can't find the joke because I'm in too much pain at the moment. Okay, uh, let me just re- read from the uh, statement from from uh, the Dublin Airport Authority. And uh, it's important, firstly, to point out that um, this service in the airport is outsourced. It's outsourced to uh, a company called OCS. They provide, according to the DAA statement, a full assistance service across the Dublin Airport campus for those with reduced mobility when travelling through the airport. Uh, these services are available to any passenger with reduced mobility required additional support and they go on to say passengers who wait until they reach the airport before making a booking may be subject to longer waiting times during busy periods but the important p- uh, point from your point of view is you actually booked assistance three months ago yeah and I have it absolutely and it's on my booking it's on my uh, my boarding pass it's um, in my Ryanair details it's in my wallet on my iPhone I mean I have it you know, there's absolutely no dispute, um, completely and totally booked in advance. And not only is this not a one-stop, I had a similar episode when I travelled uh, for work last February. I was left on a plane coming back home. There was no um, wheelchair or lift to assist me when I arrived into Dublin Airport. Again, pre-booked in advance both ways. And I was encouraged to climb down the steps that came out to the plane. So with my difficulties and currently waiting 25 stone, I was um, I had to navigate down a slippy um, temporary step in Dublin Airport to get to the uh, tarmac. Um, they finally found a wheelchair for me and an attendant left me inside the door of the airport and I was left for 40 minutes on my own in a corridor in a wheelchair without access to a toilet. And somebody only came to me when I started tweeting. Um, So this is by no means an isolated occasion. And since I started blogging this week, I've been contacted with um, a whole host of people who have been sharing similar stories. Um, There's a lady who tells me, a, a young lady, who as early as 2019 was left on a plane that was pushed back for towing. And she only became discovered when she managed to hobble her way to the open door of the aircraft, which was now moving, and started shouting for help. And at that point, it was recognised that she'd been left behind on the plane waiting for assistance. Okay, so the the reason you're you're highlighting this, Tina, is... So that um, the uh, company OCS, for example, basically calling on them to get their act together, really. No, I'm saying that what we have at Dublin Airport is not working for the year 2022. It's not working. It needs to be thrown out, redesigned and started all over again. Tomorrow morning, we should start looking about putting seating into the concourse where you walk through duty-free and shopping so that people have an opportunity 
to not need to go to special assistance. If there were seating every couple of hundred metres along that concourse, elderly people would have a chance to stop, sit down and then go on again. And they would have an opportunity to actually use the airport like a normal person and not use special assistance at all. I mean, in my opinion, most elderly people probably need to go to special assistance because they're afraid of the distance they'd have to walk without a break. And that's the first thing that needs to change. We start needing, we need to start thinking about people in an inclusive way. The, you know, the ability to travel and to have access to our national airport should be an equal experience to everybody, regardless of their age, their level of ability. You know, it, it's absolutely extraordinary. That okay, t- t- Tina, I want to read out a message that uh, just came in to us and uh, just take this as it is. It says, without right. sounding rude, but what does that woman want? Did she want a guided tour of Dublin Airport? I travelled with a small baby recently and no one helped me. I didn't get to see the shops or relax at a bar. No one helped me hold the baby or wheeled me in a buggy. If we pay airport taxes, we get more assistance. As we know, all London airports have high airport tax. What do you want to say to that? Yes, I would like to say to her that I'm really sorry that nobody helped you and you're exactly the sort of person that I want things to change for. There should be seating in the airport. You should be able to walk through the shops and take a break and have a leisurely experience going through the airport. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you have a young family you should be able to walk through the airport with comfort. If you're like me and you have a mobility issue that you need to rest, you should be able to walk through the airport. I do not want to be wheeled through the airport. I do not want to have the embarrassment of having to identify myself as somebody who has a physical disability. I do not want to be tagged in that way. I want to be able to walk through my national airport. But at the moment, there isn't a single seat um, between um um, when you come through security and go right down towards where we were left in the corridor off our wheelchairs, there isn't any seating in that thoroughfare. Now, whether that's about increasing the footfall for shops, um, whether that's about the commercial reality of pumping as much out of the experience for the, the retail, I, I really don't know. Mm. But I would say that if it, that is the cause, it's short-sighted, because I used to, when the good of my health spends my money on my makeup, my electronics, my duty-free, my presence, I would do all that spending in the loop at Dublin Airport. That spend is gone, folks. Because, because they're, they're wheeling you through that area of the airport at such breakneck speed to get you to your plane. Absolutely. Mm. And I will also mention as well, from a tourist point of view, the buggy that I shared was with two elderly Canadian people, outdoorsy people who, you know, in the ordinary... Um, a scheme of things you would imagine would be very able-bodied. But because of their age, they were using the buggy because they were afraid that they couldn't make the distance in the time that was required. And now they were in a buggy and their their flight had been on final call for at least 10 minutes. And they were tight-lipped and in panic. And the elderly gentleman trying to reassure his wife that things would be okay and this is our tourists. You know, these are our elderly tourists coming into our country, spending money here, helping us get back on our feet after pandemic. And we throw them into a situation where they're leaving the airport almost in tears. So, you know, so that's what this lady wants. 
Okay, well, uh, let me read a, uh, let me read an- another uh, message uh, by contrast, and it says, uh, "I'm listening to that woman about her issues with the system mobility within Dublin Airport. As someone in sales who travels to Dublin once a quarter, I can say 100 percent that compared to other UK and other similar European airports, Dublin is one of the worst. Uh, the Dubs who work there are poorly trained and usually rude." That's an an opinion. I wouldn't actually agree with that where it comes to staff in Dublin Airport. But anyway, uh, overall, it's a horrible airport and needs to do a lot of work training to bring uh, it up to the required standard. And then another message. Sorry, for that mother, uh, she can choose to travel without her baby. People with disabilities can't choose to leave their disabilities at home from a wheelchair user and a mother of uh, young children. It's an interesting conversation. There's a lot of reaction coming into this. Tina Gates, thank you very much indeed for uh, talking to us on Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.